Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Apparently, it is possible to remove camps of homeless, I mean, sorry, those experiencing unsheltered houselessness. It is possible to move them off of the sidewalks and uh, eliminate not just the eyesore, but the public health and sanitation hazard and the threat to public safety. Isn't that amazing? No, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's not a local example or anything. No, it, it. believe it or not, it comes out of San Francisco of all places. Which really, if you're going to sort of do a test run on this kind of a clean sweep operation, San Francisco does seem like a really good place to test the theory. And test that theory they did with amazing results. Apparently... The city of San Francisco can, in fact, clear out the tent cities of homeless... I'm sorry, sorry, those experiencing unsheltered houselessness. Uh, It can clear out those tent cities. It could remove the human poop. It can remove the hypodermic needles. um, And it can make the downtown look sparkly and clean and shiny. And they can do it in just a couple of days isn't that amazing what prompted this this turnaround i mean it's not that they care about the people who live there don't get me wrong i mean like the the homeless people or the i'm sorry or sorry uh it's not that they care about the people who are living there on the sidewalks those experiencing the unsheltered houselessness um but it's also they don't care also about the, the the taxpayers, the residents, the people that live there. They don't care about them either. No, no, no. They did it because the president of China is coming to town, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You know this as well as I do. Uh, when uh, you know the the corporate boss is coming to town, going to tour the uh, the corporate facility, you, you you throw on a new coat of paint, you know, you sweep up the floors and stuff, you tidy up the workstations, you do all of that stuff because you want to you know not get fired. Um, and so when the president of China, the dictator uh, Winnie the Pooh, shows up, A.K.A. Xi Jinping. Uh, when he's coming to town and a couple of diplomats are coming to town and a couple of uh, U.S. officials are coming to town, now all of a sudden, now it got real. Now we got to do something about all of this. It's, it's such an irony that even the New York Times recognized it. I know, the New York Times. Here's what they wrote, quote, On Market Street, the city's main thoroughfare, maintenance workers resurfaced uneven sidewalks really that was a priority resurfacing sidewalks well okay whatever um but they also installed plywood over empty tree wells you know what that right that's like where 
you know, there's like a cutout in the in the sidewalk and they got a tree in there, but then the tree dies probably due to all of the poop and pee all over it. Maybe some of the drugs. Uh, I don't know if do trees get hooked on fentanyl. I don't know, but it's possible, right? Because if they're throwing the the drugs and stuff into the uh, into the tree, well, maybe it kills the trees. I don't know, but the trees die. And uh, then they don't do anything with it. So they just uh, apparently now in anticipation of uh, the boss's visit, uh, they have covered them up with uh, plywood. They installed plywood over the tree wells. Uh, They've created they put up all of these gates and stuff or uh, not gates, but uh, fences, you know, like the big barriers, you know, the kind the kind that they put around the White House, for example, like a border wall around the border of the White House. So people can't storm it. You know, uh, like we saw a couple of weeks ago during the pro I'm sorry, pro Palestinian um, uh, uh, protests. Uh, and uh, they also did this around the White House uh, when there was an insurrectiony kind of a protest against Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump was like, screw you guys. I'm going to go walk across the street to the church that you set on fire. Right. All of that. Uh, or how about the, uh, the 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 perimeter uh, border wall that they put around the federal courthouse in Portland for like, I don't know, three straight years, like every single day, because. Uh, Antifa was trying to, uh, not in any kind of insurrectionist sort of a way, but to burn down uh, that uh, courthouse with the people in it. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like that kind of a fence, those, those, type, uh, those types of gates, those fences, right? Okay, so um, they installed those. Uh, a crew gave a long, derelict plaza. I believe that's actually the official name of the plaza. They, it's called Derelict Plaza, I believe. But uh, they gave it a makeover. Uh, they turned it into a skateboard park. And an outdoor cafe with ping pong tables, chess boards, and scores of potted plants where you can hide your fentanyl. Um, this is, you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember, I guess it would have been in like the 90s sometime. This was when the, uh, the Charlotte Coliseum was still standing. No, not that Charlotte Coliseum. This is the, the other Coliseum, the new Coliseum. Well, Right, not that well, because now you have the Spectrum Center, which is sort of like the newest uh, Hornets facility. That's, and I guess they're getting, yeah. Anyway, so like you got the arena, but before the arena, there was the Coliseum, right, the big one that was out on Tivola Road, um, and then they they blew that up, and now they've they've got you know office buildings and some mixed use developments and stuff over there now. Um, but that one, and they had back in the '90s or something, they had. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the NCAA tournament came to town. Not, I, I don't think it was the ACC. If memory serves, it was the NCAA, like the big one, Final Four. And so because our downtown, Charlotte's downtown at the time, was basically deserted, uh, you could you know roll a bowling ball down Trade and Tryon at uh, like 5.30 after all the bankers cleared out, and there was it would hit nobody except maybe a lady of the night, uh, or a, a an unsheltered person experiencing houselessness, maybe. But like other than that, there wasn't anything downtown, and so they built like a little city around the Colosseum, and people would come to visit the Colosseum for the NCAA tournament, and then they would come back like months later or a year later. Oh man, Charlotte was so cool. They had all these bars and restaurants all around the Colosseum. Let's go back and do that. And then they return, and they're and they're like. Well, this doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. This this wasn't like this at all. What happened to all of the buildings? Well, Charlotte had built a fake city in the parking lot around the Coliseum for the NCAA tournament, which is kind of like what San Francisco is doing. Yeah. 
And if I rem- if I remember correctly, I believe also Charlotte has a bit of a history of moving people out of uh, the downtown area for large parties, big events where we want to, uh, you know, put on our best uh, uh, our, our best presentation. I believe they shut down the uh, the transit station, the bus station in in downtown Charlotte or uptown Charlotte. Although back then I think it was called downtown Charlotte before they did the rebrand for uptown Charlotte because it sounds classier. So they uh, they they moved everybody out. The people, unsheltered people experiencing houselessness, they moved them out, and uh, and they, I think they routed all the buses someplace else so people wouldn't see it. So this is not new. This idea is not new. But I do find it kind of comical that in San Francisco they turned Derelict Plaza into a skateboard park, an outdoor cafe with ping pong tables, chessboards, and potted plants. Workers are also painting decorative crosswalks. They're painting new murals. They wiped away graffiti. They picked up piles of trash. They removed scaffolding to show off a refurbished clock tower at the ferry building. Perhaps the most obvious change has been seen at Speaker Nancy Pelosi Federal Building, which just flows off the tongue, doesn't it? At the corner of 7th and Mission Streets, less than a mile from the conference center. Now, the first question I had on this was, who paid for all of this? Aha, I have the answer. All right, let's uh, jump on over and uh, uh, talk to, uh, yeah, let's talk to Dean. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pete. Hey, how are you? I'm having a... Very good, thank you. You sound well too. Thanks. I am well. I feel well. Good. Good. Um, hey, ready for Thanksgiving, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done the uh, the annual stuffing versus dressing debate, but I feel like uh, I feel like I'm heading into the season uh, with uh, you know moral clarity on that too. Well, I I got the gun out last night, and I'm going out to the turkey farm tomorrow. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, what what I was calling about was I, I I don't understand the premise on this. Maybe I'm just dense, but why are they doing all this? Is this like so to change is the Chinese delegation about democracy or something? Like they're going to say, wow, this is maybe America isn't that bad, and you know we want to ask for asylum or something like that. I, I don't, you know, do they they feel it's going to have some kind of impact on? The president of China. I don't know if the the act of cleaning up uh, or the cleanliness of it when he arrives is is really the point. I think. Well, I mean, think of it this way: if I'm coming to visit you for the holidays, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. are you going to clean up your house before I show up? Uh, well, yeah, yes, yes, and no. I mean, a, a little bit, but I'd yeah. expect you to sort of. Of, you know, know what you're getting when you come over. I wouldn't know what I'm getting when I come over. I'm just, you've invited me to, to eat uh, at Thanksgiving, and so I show up, and I'm assuming, just like I do when I'm having guests, right? You you pick up the uh, the clothes, you uh, tidy stuff up, you maybe do a little bit of dusting and vacuuming. You know, you, you spruce the place up a little bit. You clean it up a little bit so as to make a good oh, impression, right? Because otherwise it'd be embarrassing to be all, you know, messy and dirty, right? 
if you're coming over, yes, I would have to make it immaculate because it would be all over the airwaves the next day if I did anything wrong, I'm sure. So. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but uh, look, I, look, most people do this, and I think that's part of it, is that you want to make a good impression, because otherwise, what? If I'm the president of China and I come visit America and the streets are filled with all of the product of my fentanyl uh, uh, opium war here, uh, you know, then like, like I'm going to go back to China and I'm going to mock the the Americans like holy cow everybody check it out the fentanyl that we're pumping into that uh, into that society apparently it's working you know so maybe there's that or maybe they would just mock us for not being very clean I don't know uh, Dean I appreciate the call I think um, I think it is you want to it's just about making a good impression it would be embarrassing to have a city looking the way San Francisco looks but it does look like that and guess what after all of these officials leave it's going to return looking like that right it's going to so this is just temporary um but yeah i I think it's you you want to make a good impression and you don't want to be mocked but also it's an indicator as to who they actually care about impressing and it's not the people who live there and it's not american tourists all right do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe are you concerned it's going to reach our shores Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out san francisco somehow or another was miraculously able to clean up the uh, homeless camps along its sidewalks in advance of the chinese president's visit along with other diplomats and uh there was a piece at hotair.com or sorry this is national review jim garrity pointing out that um that uh, san francisco perceives Xi Jinping, a.k.a. Winnie the Pooh, as the boss that it needs to impress instead of the voters whose exorbitant taxes pay the city employees' salaries. If the city is worth making safer, cleaner, more attractive for a visit by Winnie the Pooh or President Biden, a bunch of other diplomats, then why isn't it worth making safer and cleaner and more attractive for the full-time residents? There you go. Why? Why? Also... There's a more sinister implication here, um, which is and not that everybody is beholden to China. I mean, that's like we all know that. But the uh, no, the um, the sinister uh, uh, implication here is that it creates a false picture. So when these officials come to visit and everything's all spruced up and nice and then they leave and then maybe they hear, hey, you know what? San Francisco's got a really big problem with the uh uh, you know, the, the needles everywhere and the, uh, the, the app that shows you where all of the poop piles are all around town and, um, you know, in all the camps where, uh, you know, people who are experiencing unsheltered houselessness, uh, have, have set up like all of these stories that might trickle back to DC and these officials and diplomats, 
they'll say, well, that's not true. I was there. I saw it. It looks really nice. Right? You're, you're covering up the problem. The city actually appears to just be moving the homeless out of the neighborhoods where the conference is occurring. And they don't seem to really care where they end up as long as they're off camera, which uh, that's what the left calls compassion. That's the word for that. If you are wondering who paid the cost of hosting this summit and cleaning everything up, $20 million it cost. Funded by major donors like the Pritzkers, the Fishers, Alphabet Inc.'s Google, as well as Apple Incorporated, the Grayton or Graton Graton Casino and Resort, which is owned by uh, Federated Indians of Graton Rancheria. So there you go. That's it's all just it's window dressing, almost literally. It's window dressing. And just in case you didn't feel uh, sufficiently um, mocked or uh, ignored or dismissed minimized with your concerns just in case you didn't really grasp the true depth of that and the condescension from elected officials here's gavin newsom the governor of california right former mayor of san francisco former husband i believe of uh, kimberly guilfoyle but um not that that's relevant to this at all but just i always find that interesting anyway uh here he is at a news conference addressing this criticism head on I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. There you go. That's true because it's true. Joke's on you, San Franciscans, in your face. We're not going to clean up your city so you can live here without fear of being knifed as you walk to school. No, no, no. We'll do that for the Chinese president, and we'll also make sure that nobody can break through all of these barriers, but it'll all look nice from the other side of the fence when he's driving through in his motorcade. Jeff asks on the Twitter machine, it's a Pete tweet, Pete, has anybody used the analogy of you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still just a pig to describe the cleanup? Uh, No, Jeff, but uh, you are the first. But that that is entirely appropriate. Um... Steve says, so now that San Francisco's cleaning up after itself, it remains to be seen if the city officials will keep it that way. I am not betting on it. No, not at all. Um, and uh, regarding Charlotte's cleanup that it, uh, that it engaged in back in the 90s with the NCAA tournament when it came to town, um, and it did with the DNC, right? And it did with the uh, RNC. Oh, that's right. No, they didn't. Yeah, that's right. Roy Cooper didn't want the RNC coming because of COVID. Um, Monica cites the, uh, the credo of North Carolina to be rather than to seem. Russ says, Pete, I have already seen the pictures of cleaned up San Francisco with the comments about how Republicans are overblowing the homelessness and filth. There you go. Exactly as I just predicted. I didn't even see that stuff, but I knew that's what the left was going to do. I knew it. Because that's what they do. See, look at this. Look at all these pictures of San Francisco. It's not that bad. And now they'll go back under this delusion because the place got a facelift right before everybody showed up. 
I mean, it's the equivalent of stuffing all of the garbage into the closet, you know? Don't open that closet. I'll put your... Just put your jackets on the bed, you know? And by the way, um, this stuff has an impact, not just in San Francisco. Friday night, did you hear what happened? Uh, look, I've... I've I went to San Francisco uh, probably 20 years ago. It's the last time. I was only there once. I was there for a couple days. A buddy of mine lived there, so I like hung out at his apartment. I walked around the city during the day, um, and uh, then I uh, flew over to Vegas uh, from there. So it's been a very, very long time. And when I was there, it was. I remember commenting like, "Oh, this is dirtier than I thought it would be." Now, granted, my uh, you know my experience was here in Charlotte, which was. Uh, as one former host here at WBT used to call us, tidy town, right? Um, but I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that we take pride in keeping a clean city. I, I, I like that. I like the fact that I can walk down, uh, trade and try on, and uh, not have to dodge the, uh, the the poo piles, you know? I like that. that I mean, that's me. But I knew I noticed back then that it was uh, it was dirty. But there's another aspect here that's actually very, very dangerous. Do you know where the I-10 is? I I don't. Um, but it was it, it, it's San it's a uh, uh, Los Angeles, and apparently it's a very major interstate. And they apparently started storing pallets, like the wooden pallets, you know, underneath these uh, these interstate bridges. They, you know, they kind of go up. They, you know, these big ramps and stuff, but uh, if they've got space underneath it, apparently they've been renting out Caltrans, the state transportation agency. They've been renting out the space underneath and storing wooden pallets, or as I like to call it, kindling. Um, no one's supposed to be living under there, but they were. Yeah, they were. Um, there was a massive fire of the pallets and it has now like incinerated the interstate above it and now it has shut down a major artery in los angeles the state transportation agency caltrans is investigating the cause thank goodness and the mayor karen bass of los angeles was quick to exonerate the homeless pe- sorry the um people experiencing unsheltered houselessness uh she said oh, no they didn't do it she said there's no connection between the homeless encampment that was near the burn site and the fire. She added that about 10 to 15 unsheltered individuals who were living in that encampment were unharmed by the fire and have since been moved to a shelter. Right. So the encampment, though, when you uh, do a little bit of research, you realize the encampment wasn't just near the pallet yard. Mm-mm. Thank you, Google Earth Photos. Um, it was underneath it right next to it. Uh, a couple of messages here on Twitter and also in the email. This is a Pete tweet. Hollywood has led me to believe, Pete, that the unhoused burn fires under bridges to stay warm. Really? I've never heard of... Wait, wait, hang on a second. I do... I uh, Yes, I do recall... I think it was at the beginning of the documentary Rocky. Um... And I remember seeing some guys standing around a barrel and a fire going inside the barrel. And I think they may have been singing maybe some doo-wop or something. Actually, now that I am thinking about it, I do recall seeing images 
of a lot of people standing around barrels singing doo-wop. Back, but I wasn't alive back then. That would have been like in the 50s and 60s and in the 70s, maybe even 80s. I don't know. That's a good point. It's a distraction. Uh, this is from Susan. Pete, do you think that we could encourage Governor Newsom to invite Xi Jinping about every few weeks or so? That would be that would be a good way to keep the city clean. I like it, Susan. See, because we are all about solutions. That's what, that's what I like to do. Uh, find solutions to these types of problems. Uh, Dennis says, I am a bit bewildered about the president of China's first name. How does a guy with his first name spelled with an X... And then an I come up with chi as a pronunciation. To me, X and I means 11. So I'm just going to call him President 11. There you go. That's fine. Um, do, 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 do. Seth says, Pete, Xi's visit is like inviting your landlord over for dinner. You have to clean up the house that they own. That's, I think so. I think that is very uh, on point. Um, I just read, my husband just read me a news story. Uh, this is from Pam. Uh, my husband just read me a news story that a Czechoslovakian news crew was robbed at gunpoint Sunday evening in San Francisco. All their camera gear worth like $18,000 was stolen. It's like we're a third world nation. Well, unless, um, well, maybe actually, no, maybe it's not unless maybe it's actually an example of it. Have you heard of the, uh, did you hear what happened with the uh, the Secret Service folks uh, outside of uh, Biden's granddaughter's apartment? Hang on. I have it here. Hang on. Mm. Right here. Right here. From Karen Townsend at HotAir.com. On Sunday night, Secret Service agents spotted three thugs breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle in Washington, D.C. The agents protected, uh, or are there the protection detail for the president's granddaughter, Naomi Biden. And this took place outside of her home in Georgetown, which, spoiler alert, you know, way to bury the lead there. She's not living at the White House anymore. So that's good. She's moved out of the White House. And now she's um, living with her new husband in their new home. So congrats. Um, I'm not sure. I think they're, are they Gen Z? Or, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but that's good. Anytime Gen Z is able to afford a place of their own in, you know, Georgetown. Uh, I mean, it is Georgetown. So it's very, very cheap housing there. Uh, but she works as a lawyer for a D.C. law firm. So that's probably how they were able to afford it. But uh, during the encounter, according to the... Um, uh, Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, during the encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it's believed no one was struck. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle, and a regional lookout was issued to supporting units. There was no threat to any protectees, and the incident is being investigated by the D.C. Metro Police and the Secret Service. Uh, so, I was not aware that this was allowable. Did you know that you could do this? If somebody breaks your car window, you can just start shooting at them in D.C.? I was not aware of that. Also, not terribly impressed. Sorry, guys. Like, I'm not I'm not here to pile on, like, the all of the Secret Service agents. You know, hashtag not all Secret Service agents. But you guys started firing at... You got three suspects at the car. You start shooting and... You don't hit any of them? Like, what if that was a... 
what if that was a lethal threat coming at the president's granddaughter? I don't I don't know. I like I got questions. I got questions. By the way, uh Juvenile crime, because they're saying that these were the, the, it's it, all the carjackings, the spike in carjackings, it's driven by uh, juveniles. Sixty four percent of carjacking arrests involve, quote, juveniles. Yeah. And also the Secret Service missed the shot. But I mean, I'm not trying to dwell on that. I'm not. I just think that's kind of important. All right. Stick around. Hour two up next. Thank you. 